0: Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff here. Another episode, Beer Engine podcast. You love it. You're here. You got your we got your toothpicks in your ears, Clockwork Orange style, forcing you uh, for through another hour of. Brainwashing leftist beer content. Uh, as always, joined by my co-host. Uh, we've given him lots of roles over the over the past six months, but we got to pour one out. He actually lost his real job as a 20-year water boy at the Old Country Buffet. Bus boy, water boy combo, Tony. I'm sorry to hear uh, about the the downfall of the OCB. Um, how you feeling? How you holding up?
0: Look. <laughs> I, I, I really think it's been a shock. I didn't see over the past nine, ten months, let alone years, this business model ever falling out of fashion. Um, we've got sneeze cards. What more do you need? And, like, our, our drinks list is huge. We've got Bud and Bud Light on our beer list. What more do you need?
1: That's two... That's more than most taverns in Wisconsin, two beers on your list. I mean, that's like 100% more. You can't beat that. And uh, who would have thought that maybe the takeout model at the buffet um, maybe had some problems, I guess?
0: What problems are you talking about? It It's absolutely suited to becoming a... like Sonic. Switching over? Yeah. For, forget about... Dine in eaters. What we need now is just like a buffet line where people can drive their car past the buffet, just hand it oh, out the idea. window, scoop it in, and and keep rolling. Just spread out the stations a bit. We're all good.
1: Yeah, you should have brought some of this to management. I just I just love the idea. We could have had you just sort of stationed outside a, a sort of sawed apart hotel pan station of mashed taters. And you're just glooping them right onto someone's like styrofoam tray that they, that they sort of nudge out the window uh, out of like a four inch crack in the window. <laughs> just, can I have some? You know, you just slap them in there. Sounds great.
0: And it, really mashed potatoes and gravy. you got to have gravy with your mashed potatoes was the best part of that buffet. Let's be honest. That is where your money was well spent at that buffet. Nothing of serious about can. that. Well, a lot of, things mysterious about that, but it's at least 20% potato.
1: Yeah, some potato flakes or something potato substance, you know, from a potato. Um, yeah, so you, you and I, well, you certainly, I think you, you are a, a connoisseur of buffets um, since, you know, when you've spent time in the States, I don't really know what buffets exist or look like in Australia. Um, but I know you've come to them here uh, what is your what is your item of choice when you hit the when you hit up the buffet?
0: So, if I'm going to Vegas to one of the top buffets, when Bellagio, Caesar's, something like that.
1: Sure. It's, yeah.
0: It's got to be crab legs.
1: Yeah, uh, you got your you and Kelly are on the same page. You just you're just filling the plate up with crab legs and if I have room for anything else, anything else I'm you know, we're lucky.
0: Yep. And we got to get some drawn butter to go with it um Mm. so that that's primarily what i'm filling with if the shrimp looks good because most of the places in america which is very different to australia the shrimp is already peeled Uh, in australia we would call them prawns and they're not peeled which is nothing wrong with that i think that's a great way to serve them but as somebody that has one working hand it's a pain in the ass to peel prawns um so Uh they're my my two go-to items i like the more modern style buffet, where everything's kind of an individual dish.
1: Yes, I think it's going to have to be that way, isn't it? Yeah, you got yeah. to you got to be doing that now.
0: Yeah. Yep that that is my favourite, and because the one thing that we're all guilty of, I don't care who we are, but we tend to mush flavours together on a buffet plate that shouldn't go you can together. You mush them up.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, no.
0: Even from like we think we're doing the right thing when we're putting pasta and pizza on our plate at the same time. No Italian would ever do that. You wouldn't go to an Italian restaurant and think that's an appropriate thing to do. They're two separate dishes. You wouldn't put them on the same plate.
1: See, I think you're you're giving us too much credit. I think you're putting pizza on top of the mashed potato pile. You know, maybe a little gravy gets on there. You're like, yeah, whatever, I'll live with that. You know, not a big deal. Um, let me move on to a couple. Ooh, let me just let me just sl- slither in a couple of uh, clams, you know, sort of <laughs> nudge them into the into the plate. Look, um, was, do you guys if, have anything?
0: Yeah, I was giving the best case scenario. I I'm fully aware sure. that I'm guilty of what you're talking about: mashed potatoes and clams, and then then macaroni, and then mm-hmm. some sort of Asian dish. Oh, ceviche! Got to add that to the plate as well. Yep.
1: mm. orange chicken ceviche that's what people want (laughs) um so tony do you have anything not to go on a whole buffet rant uh, if you want to see if you want to hear our buffet rant i don't know where it is it's somewhere on tony's computer uh from many years ago but um uh do you have anything like an old country buffet in, in australia not to give away that you actually didn't work at the old country buffet i know that we were playing that playing that pretty hard but
0: um look a couple of the casinos have buffets, and they're they're modelled okay. after Vegas, but not quite as high end. But we did have a couple of chains. One, an American chain. Um, if you want to take a guess at that, I'll let you have one guess.
1: I would. I would guess it's the Golden Corral.
0: No, Sizzlers.
1: Oh, oh, the Sizzler. Oh, oh, yeah. That actually, that kind of checks out. Okay,
0: but they went bankrupt in Australia. Because food yeah, they're costs. bankrupt
1: here too. I would, I would take a, I would take a guess. Yeah,
0: um, and we did have a local chain, at least in Melbourne, called Smorgies. and mm. Smorgies went bust many years ago. It was absolutely terrible food. Um, <coughs> they're famous for leaving their buildings abandoned, allowing them to become drug dens, and then causing huge fires. Um, and that's a real thing. So smorgies have been out of business for a while and you get the occasional chain that pops up. When I was going to university in the city, we would have, uh, what do I call them? Cause they would be labeled as Chinese buffets, but the food wasn't Chinese. It was Chinese in the generic form of Asian food. And so yeah, be that's
1: ca- pretty much, yeah, yeah, we got those. Yeah.
0: yeah. So there's, are certainly something that was, um, available within the CBD, um, uh, locally we'd have the the occasional chinese shop that would do kind of a buffet thing but it'd be like 14 dollars for one plate and you'd just mm. jam pack all the chinese food you could onto one plate and you'd essentially just have one but bay marie's worth of food and and that'd be it
1: really i really a miracle that neither of us uh or, or or people no more people don't just die at those you know maybe they do actually and i'm just not like you don't hear about that nobody puts in their obituary it's like, well, he died doing what he loved—eating, you know, one one Banmeri full of uh, <laughs> uh, soggy fried orange chicken. Uh, See uh, over here, you know, be,
0: it wouldn't be orange chicken. Um, it would be sweet and sour pork more than likely. If we're going to go oh, yeah. with a ch- chicken dish, it would be in Australia traditionally lemon chicken. Now, lemon chicken yeah, okay. ordered off the menu is absolutely delicious because they they fry up a chicken breast in a really crunchy coating and delicious. then pour the, the really tart sauce over the top at the time of serving. Absolutely delicious.
1: That's what you want, yeah.
0: Yeah. It'd be interesting. Not just
1: dump it in there and stir it up, you know, then it's all soggy and nasty and the breading's breaking off on the bottom of the pan. And
0: Yeah. It'd be interesting to do a comparison between Australian, Asian food and American because I know that I was, I was surprised by a couple of things when I went to um, – chinese restaurants within america that were different to what we would get in australia your your, your egg rolls are very different to our, our our style of um spring roll and we would never serve it with a hot mustard sauce that was completely bizarre to me
1: well yeah i uh, i will give you credit you're much closer to asia um not to not to you know, give you guys too much credit for anything, but it's right. It's like right there. We're, we're sort of here. And there's a Chinese restaurant everywhere. I mean, I don't seen that movie. It wasn't very well, a very well produced movie, but it was like the, it was the movie about General so's chicken. Um, and it had like moved across the, how it moved across the U S and how there's like a Chinese restaurant in every podunk <laughs> burg, and from, from Florida all the way up to Washington. Um, Check it out. It's sort of interesting. It's not a it's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it is. It is an interesting um, documentary to to some degree. I don't know if it needed an hour and a half, but so it's, it's hey, that, hey, it gets one half of a thumbs up from Griff.
0: <laughs> it's interesting. That's not a dish that exists in Australian Chinese. That just doesn't exist. Not yeah. something that
1: yeah, it's just sweet sweet stuff.
0: Yep. Um, but I I want to give. Um, as this relates back to beer, something of an oddity um, with at least the Chinese shops locally to us is their BYO alcohol.
1: Um, I don't. Okay, that's nice. I mean, we, some of them are here, and it depends on the state, right? I mean, every state has a different liquor law. There are definitely bring-your-own booze restaurants of every ilk. Okay, um, yeah. here in here in the Chicago area, so which is nice, and actually Mexican. Chinese, Thai, um, actually there's a, a handful of them are Vietnamese. Um, so, yeah, you can pretty much get down with that mostly, yeah. you know, at least in the city.
0: A lot of our, um, in inverted commas, Chinese is actually Vietnamese. Huge fan of it. There used to be a little place in Melbourne called Thai Ties and mm-hmm. you, you would go up, it was a, a stairwell, and you would actually have to line up in the stairwell of a weekend to get a table. And wow! When you get it, yeah. when I say you get a table, you got a table with twenty to thirty other people. These were long, True. long ass tables that you would share with. And other you did people. this,
1: and you did this last week. You said,
0: "Tai <laughs> uh, Tai's, <Ty-ties> luckily, <laughs> retired from business. I won't say they went out of business, but they retired uh-huh. pre-COVID." And that area of Melbourne is struggling, like you would not believe. Um, that was that was in a place called Richmond. Um, which the most thriving business going on right now would be the safe injecting room if it's still open.
1: Oh boy. Um, So Tony, uh, we got a, got a little bit of reaction to, um, well, not, I don't know if we've gotten any reaction last week's show just came out, but um, did get a note uh, on our show with Brian that I wanted to to go over. We got a note from, um, from Tyler who has been, um, Sort of been a- actively uh, attempting to get us to uh, involve him in our in the show, which <laughs> I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the energy from all of our listeners. If you want to come on the show, send me an email. Put it on Instagram. Tell me uh, I have something interesting to say. Um, so uh, Tyler went on about EPL and some Celtis. We love those things. Well, I do. You don't like the EPL, but you like Celtis. or do you? I don't actually know. Um, I love Celts. Uh, and we I- did. Um,
0: I am indifferent towards the EPL. It's not that I hate it. It's just, it's another sport. You
1: can bet on it. I kind of like betting on it. But uh, you did respond to him that uh, I love the sound of my own voice and you'd have to crowbar his way into this. And that's true. You know, you can't shut me up. Um, The two of us, you know, Tony and I, it's just trading off 20 minute rants about, Whatever I don't know what whatever Tony just was talking about standing in the stairwell coughing on each other and then going and eating Thai food yeah there you go you get that for twenty minutes and then in a while we'll talk about glassware and I'll be going on my own freaking deep dive on a thousand dollar cup welcome you know and, and can we fit Tyler in there to say meep or something every once in a while maybe <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll find a way to do that um, another note that um, uh, we we got uh, was from our friend Mister Wise. Um, We were talking about my hair last week, popular topic of convo, and he did, um, well, I did post uh, a fellow who had a very large mohawk. And he asked if we'd bring on special guest Chris Anderson. And, Tony, are you familiar with Chris Anderson?
0: Are we talking about the Birdman, or is he some other Chris Anderson?
1: We are talking about the Birdman, of course the Birdman. And so if the Birdman wants to hop on uh, a standing invite, for the Birdman.
0: Now, did he, he ever he play for the Bulls?
1: For me, he'll uh, always be a Denver Nugget. But- n- n- no, no. I, yeah, I remember, I remember Denver and I remember him with the heat, um, but he was not, he was not a bull, at least not to my memory, at least not in the, um, in sort of his, no, yeah, he was not, uh, he was not on the Bulls. So I, I remember his, um, his second stint, stint, I remember more fondly than his first, his first run around. Um, I remember him with the with Denver and with with Miami. With the uh, chest tattoos, um, just yeah, quickly, insane amount of tattoos. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you think about the um, off season for the Bulls so far?
1: Well, I love having a new coach, and uh, it's a good. I mean, he's a competent NBA coach. I think we. I think he proved that out this year for sure. Um, I, I would have been more skeptical last year because I, I don't. I didn't really. You know, he had given me that same level of confidence that I got from the previous coach of Oklahoma, um, Scotty Brooks, where I was like, "Does he do anything? Um, Has he figured out how to like do a rotation yet?" But it felt like he got his act together a little better this year. Um, Hey, he has an off if if he comes in with an offense and a defense like a plan for it, um, that'll be a big leap for the Bulls. Uh, We haven't had anyone who actually has a system in a minute. Supposedly, Coach Fred had a system. I never saw it, but I guess he had one. Uh, Tibbs was the last Jim, one
0: with a system, wouldn't he?
1: Tibbs is the last coach we had that actually had like um, plan. He game plan for the game. He had a rotation, like a steady rotation. wasn't a wasn't always a great amount of rotation. Maybe one of his problems. Uh, but he was he he had a plan, and the players mostly knew what they were going to do. Some of them knew. Oh, I'm playing 41 minutes tonight. I, in January against the, uh, you know, the Grizzlies, but, uh, say, so, Hey, at least you knew what to expect, right? I got, I got a plan for it. Um, that was not a, not a, not a, not a virtue of Jim Boylan and we're, we're still looking for whatever that was. Um, one other out, piece of outreach, Tony, that I got, Yep, uh, I got any, I got an email, um, and it's from Dylan, Dylan at co. <laughs> yes. Uh, I read thanks this. to Dylan. Dylan says, Howdy, Rockstar Storyteller. Well, thank you, Dylan. That is nice. Um, we have a top five consumer electronics brand looking to push a multi-oven product with podcast advertising over the coming six weeks. Now, what's a multi-oven product?
0: <laughs> that I was hoping you would explain that because I've been scratching my head since receiving this email. Is that multiple types of ovens in their lineup, or is this an oven with multiple... Like doors in it? Um, yeah, maybe or is like a some,
1: stacked oven or something.
0: Or is this a combo oven, like, you know, those steam, convection, oh, sure. microwave ovens all in one? I'm, I mean, I'm you not just sure. get an
1: air fryer now and do that. I mean, um, so they're looking for food cooking podcasts in the 10 to 50K listener range. Sorry, Dylan, that's a little low for us um, for these placements. <laughs> Uh, let me know if you're interested. I mean, we do it. Uh, we're probably, you know, we're a little above that, but you know, we you are. have 50,000 listeners slash episode. I mean, listeners per episode, it'd be funny if we had 50,000 episodes. <laughs> we're on our way. I gotta say we, we are consistently putting content out. Um, they're totally free for podcasters, non-exclusive. I could do ads with anyone and non-binding. All right. And his name is Dylan Butvin. Well, so man, I love that name. That Dylan, Dylan Butvin, head of growth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> Excellent name and title. Uh, you're definitely real, um, and uh, I would love to push a multi oven product. So give us a shout. Um, I, I do watch. Uh, this is something I haven't mentioned too much on the show before, but uh, one of my guilty pleasures to have on the TV running sometimes is uh, QVC, uh, which is a shopping shopping type network. I just find I would I would kill to do that job. If anyone oh, yeah. knows how to get that job, I would kill to do that job. I'd have to get my hands in order, like you know what I mean. Like I'd have to get my hands moisturized and get a nice manicure and all that stuff. Um, have to get my ums out there. You know, I got to get a good sales presence. A little, you know, a little more, a little smoother on the delivery. Um,
0: pretty smooth. Let's be honest.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, I would love, I would love to do it. I would love to talk about mystery steaks. I would love to talk about, you know, the individually frozen crab cakes, uh, weird ovens. I've seen all kinds of bizarre ovens on there since we went into quarantine. I love it. It's, it's, it's cheer. It's cheerful viewing for me. I just, it it feels so familiar. It's like watching an infomercial all day. Um, if, If you get any comfort out of watching, you know, Ronco shit or whatever. But uh, I have not seen a multi oven product. I've seen lots of air fryers, lots of convection ovens. Actually, a couple that I half liked. I wouldn't pay the QVC price for them. But um, so if any if they want me to push any of those ovens, I'm down. You know, hit hit, hit it up. A uh, nice stove top, or uh, sorry, a countertop convection oven. I'm I'm ready to unload that.
0: See, I'm not a TVSN guy, but I love good infomercial. I'm sort of the opposite side to that coin. I love the fake audiences that, that they bring in for mm-hmm. an infomercial. Chef Tony, one of my all-time favourite chefs. Uh, Vince from yeah. Slap Chop, one of my um, favourite uh, horse slappers of all time.
1: I've used, I've used a Slap Chop, yeah. doesn't work very well.
0: Yes, I've used one as well. Of course, only having one hand, my chopping skills, not, not the sharpest. Thought I'd try one of those things to get a little bit of dice on all you get is mush and those things take forever to clean Uh, they make it look so easy to clean but they're a pain in the ass
1: they're not particularly sharp um now i have seen some new chopping type devices on there where you uh, and it was maybe the funniest thing i've ever seen on there and i would love to try this thing i don't want to pay for it If you want to send this to me, hit me up, but it's a, it looks like a slap chop type device where it's a little, you know, the form factor of it is a slap chop. So it's the little, um, compartment, you know, on the bottom and it's got like a lid on it and you know, it's like a Tupperware essentially that has a little lid and some kind of mechanical, um, element that will do something to the item and to the vegetable that you put in there. Um, but you, instead of, Hitting it with your hand like a slap chop, you pull a rip cord like you're starting a lawnmower. Um, and I've never laughed so hard at something in my life. It was so, I got so much joy from watching these guys r- like yank at the rip cord to cut up a tomato. Um, it was so good. So, if and, and make salsa, so they put their you know how they do it with the slap chop too, and it comes yeah. out way better than I ever could in real life. They put the jalapeno and they put the onion and the tomato in there all at once and they whip it together. Guy did that, yanks the ripcord three or four times, brother's got Pico, and I'm like, my God, I could watch that all day. It is so funny to watch. There's no way it works, but I would love to try it. So if you if you know what I'm talking about, please post on our Instagram or email.
0: Now, I'm not familiar with any, but do you know of any beer-based products that have been infomercials? Because we should test drive some of those products if they're
1: oh, dude, out there. Oh, dude, I don't know if – I don't know if they've been instant infomercials, infomercials, um, but there are beer, beer grift products that I would love to mess around with, including one doodad that was like, um, it was a big electronic, oh, all, ref- all refrigerators are electric, but it was a big <laughs> refrigerator. It's like a countertop refrigerator that had four taps on it, like four, you know, four lines, but you put the um, supposedly it would keep your growlers, Fresher for longer. So you would put a lid, um, sort of a lid with like the like tubing in it, you know, and then you'd screw this lid in and you could serve your growler out of the draft line. And then they're like, this keeps it fresher and will keep it um, you know, from getting uncarbed or getting oxygen, um, taking in oxygen longer. I'm like, no, it won't. <laughs> There's nothing to validate it. You just stuck a tube in it. That doesn't do anything. Um, maybe you'll drink it faster. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Cause it's sitting there on your countertop, but it was just such a, it was like, it just destined for the landfill, you know, just total garbage. You'd have to have four growlers to make it worthwhile. And how long are you keeping your growlers anyways? It's 64 ounces. You know, why would you need to keep four growlers around? I don't know. But that thing was funny, and then there's another one where the lid you actually screw on a different lid on the growler, and it is a draft line. So the tubes in there, and just the lid is in the the, 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 the tap function, the faucet, I guess, is in the in the lid, and that's so stupid too. So uh, yes, uh, I would love to test drive those. Maybe we should make it a point to to call. I should call up some dough and get one of those for some reason. Um, they are funny. So. Uh, there are products like that. just I don't know if they've been infomercials, but they're definitely huckster type uh, little little bits. and also the Mr. Beer kit, right? We aren't all familiar with that. The Mr. beer kit, like the the um the the cheating homebrew kits, those are really bad. so <laughs> not gonna do that. That's not good. Um at least out of the goofy doodad, I can still drink good beer. So,
0: see we didn't get the Mr. Beer thing. we started with Cooper's. Uh, and while I'm not a a kit and kilo guy, as we'd call it here in Australia, where you would you would use their kit and then add a kilo of dextrose and, and be done with it. I've never homebrewed that way. It's a decent way to to get into the hobby, and, and we didn't have that Mr. Beer shitty plastic fermenter that would it's allow a, oxygen in. and
1: oh. Really bad, yeah. Yep. No, you guys did better than us. Um, yours is at least closer to brewing. Um, so, Tony, speaking of beer... You were drinking beer this week and you know, it seems like you were a little bit inspired by some of our friends from our behind the ticks segment. You were doing a little bit of a uh, boozy mix-ups. Tell me a little bit about what you were what you were knocking down the other day.
0: Well, my um my local um beer um dealer from Richie's in Mafra um mm-hmm. recommended mm-hmm. that I try the um apple crumble beer from Moondog which I'd actually had before, very tasty, um, sour. It's based on an apple crumble. Are you familiar with an apple crumble?
1: I think so. It's presumably like what we – I mean, what we would call an apple crumble is like cooked apples with some like crumble on top, right? So like yeah. flour and butter and sugar. You know. And
0: oats. We, we and would, oats, yeah. We would definitely have oats in there.
1: Yep, so, all, that, all that would be in there, yeah. Yeah,
0: traditionally brown sugar. And that definitely gives – very much those notes, but often a thing we would put in with our apple that this beer didn't give a lot of is cinnamon. So in stewing the apple, often they would have a cinnamon component. So I was mm-hmm. recommended yep. to add a shot of Fireball whiskey to this beer when consuming it, and I thought this was going to be a d- disaster. But I'm I paid my money, got myself a small bottle of Fire. Fireball whiskey. Who needs a big bottle of Fireball whiskey? Nobody needs that hanging around their house. And I added a shot to my um, mighty crumble. Boy, was that sucker delicious!
1: And to be clear, neither Tony nor I know anyone who keep a giant bottle of Fireball whiskey. They've never been on this show, nor <laughs> nor do they own a big orb where they could keep multiple bottles of Fireball whiskey in it. Uh, nobody, nobody that I'm familiar with uh, would do that. So.
0: Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was it was really delicious, and so I had to rescore the beer on Untapped, and it went from a four point two five to a five. It was a near wow. perfect beer mashup. I don't want to call it a big cocktail sure. because oh, ad, of, yeah. adding like it's essentially like adding pumpkin spice to any random beer. I was just adding one ingredient to the beer just to change it slightly. Not a, that's not a cocktail yeah. in my view, but it was delicious. Now, I also... I
1: mean, put gin in a Rattler, you know, I guess you call that... You can put that on a cocktail menu. Yeah, it's somewhere in there.
0: Yeah, I suppose you can. I also had a Glazed and Confused, which is a jam donut, New England-style IPA. Hmm. And I was enjoying that, and I thought, what else goes with a donut? Cinnamon. Cinnamon jam donut. So I added the firewall to that. (laughs) Yeah, it was okay. It didn't make a a good thing better. It um, it wasn't um, it wasn't say Guinness and Shock Top worthy. It was okay. It didn't ruin it, but it wasn't Guinness and Shock Top.
1: Let's get some malort. Let's get some malort in these. You know, a little malort uh, jam donut. Some bitterness to even out that sweetness. You know, from your from that sugar IPA.
0: Now I know you're joking, but what what um, beers would work with malort? What beer styles? Is there anything out there?
1: Mm, boy, Malort is a uh, is a is a uh, I guess a, a, a finicky monster. I guess you know it's uh, it, it it will it will ruin anything or it will improve anything, but without without any possible prediction. Um, I've said I've had Malort stout and I liked it. Um, could you put Malort in like a very acidic beer? Might not be bad, you know. Um, or something very sweet, like a sweet rattler, like something like that, maybe, you know. I don't know. Malort Malort's really not built um not built for that, you know. It's designed for taking a shot down after a after eating a big meal or something like that. Like a like an like an Underberg, which I just got a case of, by the way, which is awesome. Um cool. Wow, fireball beer, that's something to do. So um yeah, I, uh, Tony, I-, I didn't do you know,
0: I, I can wholeheartedly recommend that, and I would encourage people to start adding random um, spirits to their beers just to see what happens. Like you're a big coconut fan, why not start adding Malibu to every beer that you you bring into the place?
1: Perfect. Don't tempt. Don't tempt me. I will. Uh, I will. I will gladly do that. I honestly have just. I just complain now when I drink a beer that doesn't taste like coconut.
0: Well, I'm drinking IPA
1: go. right now, I'm like, where's the what the, what the hell's going on with this? I'm getting coconut. I'm putting coconut in my oatmeal. Uh, really, really it's gone. It's gone off the rails here for, for me, if it hadn't already, uh, it's all, it's all coconut all the time. Maybe I need, uh, there is a place, I bet when bourbon County drops and maybe we should talk about that. Bourbon County is going to come out soon. And there is a place here nearby that will serve you bourbon County poured into a coconut. <laughs> um so it is sounds it- like I'm gonna have to be doing that this year uh, coronavirus or not I gotta mask up and get me the coconut stout um,
0: you, you sure do um, is that not being served at your house that sounds like something you actually invented
1: uh I would say there's a high likelihood if I had to, if I had to have coconut like Guys on the beach, um, there's a good chance I'm I'm also one. You and I would have to combine to be able to chop vegetables at that point, um, <laughs> because I'll I'll hack I'll have lopped off my arm too. So I'm not I'm not spending a lot of times with the time around the cleaver hacking open a uh, coconuts these days. I would love to be able to do that in my house. So if I can, I'll just buy some. I guess I could buy a straw and a punch a hole in one. Maybe that would work. I don't know. Um, so Tony, I, I did get some interesting beer news today. Speaking of the old Burble County, um, the pricing list dropped for Bourbon County. And I I think on this show, we did go over, um, what the different variants are, but I can remind us real quick because I do like talking about the pricing of this. I know it's kind of boring. Um, but at the same time, it's funny because it's so expensive, Tony. Oh my God. so, Tony, uh, regular Bourbon County this year. What do you think that's going for?
0: Uh, in America, it's normally like 24 bucks a four-pack, is it?
1: Oh, there's no four-packs here. Come on. Oh. One 17-ounce, one, one Euro bottle, 16.9-ounce okay. bottle of uh, of original Bourbon County stout, a, a delicious beer, of course. You've had it.
0: Yep. Um, I'm going to say in in Chicago then... Individual pricing is always dearer. I'm going to say about what we'd pay for a great beer. I'm going to say ten bucks.
1: You're not too far off. It's twelve ninety nine. Okay, um, which is a bit, which is a leap. Um, used to be like nine ninety nine, honestly, for for one, which were the, that was were the good old days, I guess. Um, so now you get into some weird areas so i do want to talk about some i don't know if i we brought these up i think we did actually we're just talking about apple cinnamon maybe you want to throw fireball into this tony actually uh bourbon county caramella ale uh this is a wheat wine aged in larceny uh, bourbon barrels with apple cinnamon and natural caramel flavor um so tony you might dump some fireball right into that
0: that sounds odd I'm not a fan yeah. of adding caramel into beers. Um, I know you're probably more offended by the apple portion of that, but yeah, it's it's always irked me, especially when caramel's just used for color. Just not a huge fan of that.
1: So Tony, those apples must be costing a pretty penny these days because that one goes up to seventeen dollars, sixteen ninety nine for the wow. bourbon county caramella
0: that's more than so a, where are we at? more of a leap than i thought that's yeah
1: So you get if you're if you're getting one allotment you're at 29 dollars now yep um loosely all right so here's your next one and there are seven oh, uh shit. bourbon county bourbon county kentucky fog we'll we'll, we'll plow through these so um, yep. bourbon county kentucky fog this is the t variant this one kind of sounded good to me it has um it's a take on the London fog tea drink. So Earl gray uh, and honey. Um, this one actually sounds good to me. Tasting notes, black licorice, white pepper, citrus graham cracker. All right. I'm, I'm not against that. That's That said tea expensive, but you know, really tea, not really a, um, you know, even good tea, you know, maybe not a, um, not the, you know, per, per the amount you would need for one bottle to taste good. Maybe not a, you know, a lot. So, what do you think the Kentucky Fog's hitting at these days?
0: Obviously, it's it's more than the um, Caramello beer. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to say that that comes in at eighteen ninety
1: nine. You're up to twenty three ninety nine, Tony. What for that one? We're up to twenty four bucks. So now we're at one allotment of one each. We are up to fifty three dollars. <laughs> um. I'm doing the math in my head. I'm proud of myself so far. All right. Bourbon County special number four stout. This is oatmeal stout aged. and um, It's an oatmeal stout variant of the original Bourbon County recipe. Um, and they added in coffee and um, maple syrup, si- bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. So maple syrup, not super cheap. Coffee, still, you know, not that much more than tea. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's single yeah, origin it coffee, so. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, what's this one at?
0: Well, see, I think you've reached the upper limit with the T beer. Right? I don't see what how we can go any higher. I'm going to go twenty four ninety nine though.
1: This one's still twenty three ninety nine. So you're ah. you're close. And now now we're at four beers. You're up to seventy seven dollars. Um. All right. Now we're up to prop twenty. Pro- proprietors twenty twenty. Proprietors 2020 is the pistachio, has the uh, pistachio, cherry, and chocolate, uh, a Spumoni-style stout. Actually, I'm kind of into this, but uh, I, you know, I've seen it go wrong. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of down with this. You know, it's going to have that pistachio sort of, um, you know, marzipan-type taste, which I'm super behind. So, um, Tony, what do you got for Prop 20? Um,
0: this has got fruit in it, and fruit gets expensive in beers quick much quicker than coffee or definitely tea so this has got to be more expensive i can't see how they're 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 pricing the other two and this isn't coming in higher i'm going to say that this is 25.99 you
1: nailed it on the dot Mm. uh so we're up to 103 dollars, i think um at this point right um, I'll double check all this math, don't worry, guys. Uh the last two will be. I'm not
0: doing math. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think we're at 103 for five for the five beers so far. Um all right, so last two, we got the anniversary bourbon county stout. Uh this is a two year, well or twelve year barrel aged uh BCS. Sounds great. I've had some of the two year aged stouts from them. Wonderful. Um so where where are you at on this one?
0: Oh, see, I think
1: no adjuncts,
0: no adjuncts. So you think, oh, it's going to come in cheaper, but holding it for two years—that that's that's time and space that it's taking and up on the production costs, line. Yeah. Sure. So the production costs are going to be higher. Is it as expensive as fruit? I'm not sure. I'm going to say it comes in back a step at the twenty three ninety nine price.
1: You're at this one's at twenty nine ninety nine. Holy fuck! We're up to one hundred and thirty three dollars for your single allotment. Um, and then let's hit the last one: birthday bourbon county birthday stout. Uh, this is partnered with Old Forester and paired it with barrels from Old Forester birthday bourbon. Um, and uh, that's it. Uh, it's just in different very fancy bourbon barrels again. I'm sure it's lovely. So, um, that's last, last one birthday. We got birthday and we got anniversary. What's birthday coming in. So
0: no birthday cake flavors, no birthday cake vodka added I to know.
1: it. I know people are dying. Yep. The, uh, the pastry boys are passing out thinking about having something called birthday without birthday cake in it. And I am positive. We will see an untrapped review or something or whatever uh, behind the ticks where, um, somebody says, uh, didn't taste like birthday cake, you know, 3.5 or whatever. So.
0: So th- what do you this got? is I've got to say it's it's got to it should be less than that last beer. And it should be substantially less. This should be I would have said it would have topped out at 19.99, but I know that's not going to be the case. I'm going to say it's equal to the the 2-year-old. I'm going to say it's 29.99.
1: Yeah. You nailed it. So that's $163 for the seven beers. Um, so we'll say they'll give you a little discount. I bet on the allotment 160, 150 if you're lucky, um, for seven beers. Again, I, I cannot shit talk the beers too much. Those last two I'm positive are great. Those are the ones I would want to get my hands on the, the birthday and the anniversary and probably the Kentucky fog too. But, um, the, uh, the price is way out of whack to me, especially since I just got that Thundertaker from Revolution. Their barrel program is the best in the, maybe in the country, one of the best. And you can get a four pack for 30 bucks. So that's 48 ounces of, you know, year to two year age stout um, for $30. Uh, Meanwhile, you're paying $30 for 16 ounces of it here, 17 ounces, you know, to be generous. So
0: that's what I was going to ask. Obviously the, Adjunct versions, while good, are, are really overpriced for everything you can get. But how does their base beer stand up on pricing by itself without the, the name of Goose Island? Is it still, still good value at that price, or is the base?
1: It- I think is it's good value and good availability, even at thirteen dollars. Um, that, that's good you, get, to if know. you get, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. So you can get forty-eight ounces of that is about, you know, thirty-six dollars. Sure. You know, and there's this, I mean, I, uh, them and D star are pretty close. I actually probably will be able to get, I got to order D star this, this week or next week. And uh, I don't know what the four packs will be, maybe 30, 25 or 30. Um, yep. And those two are close. Um, but it's still not bad to be able to get a, you know, to go home and take home a 17 ounce bottle for 1299 from the jewel, you know, you could do worse in your life than that. So. Um, can't complain too much about that the other ones I think are a little exorbitant especially the proprietors 26 bucks for pistachios I don't know you know whatever Uh, hey I'm a sucker though so guess who might end up with this stuff in his hands probably me so they're doing the release at the United Centre Tony have you heard that
0: I have not like I know it's a lot of basketball arenas are being used as polling locations Um, but that goes to show the, um, the thirst for Goose Island, um, Bourbon County. Um, hey, is that a safety thing or is that a marketing thing? It is. Or?
1: It, it's a safety thing. I think they don't want to cram all of their employees and all these folks and they just kind of want to walk through, you know, um, so that they have more space for people to spread out, um, you know, the six foot apart and everything. Um, couldn't get me to do it if you're not dropping it in my car Kirk, you're not getting me into the United center with a bunch of hacking people in December here need a break <laughs> um but hey it's probably the it's gonna be the most valuable thing to step into the United Center in a while huh <laughs> kind of funny all right little bulls dig <laughs> there whatever
0: but don't um, the um what's his names play at the United Center as well the Blackhawks
1: oh yes that's correct well they yeah they yeah that's true they've been good for a couple of years but Oh, I don't know anything about hockey. Hockey is like so far outside of my purview. It's, it's insane. All my friends, most of my friends are big hockey fans. People around here grew up with hockey. It's just, I'm like, huh? Is that the one you got to buy all that shit for? I don't know. Pass. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a uh, so that's gonna be a big day. I will, right, we'll, we'll be giving you coverage live from my bed <laughs> where I will not be at the in line at six thirty AM the day after Thanksgiving freezing my ass off and getting sick. So um, I'll be, I'll be laying cozy in my bed um, thinking about maybe drinking some stout later. Cause I'm sure I have a bunch of it. So,
0: so we should do um, around Thanksgiving. Uh, we don't celebrate it in Australia, but you do, you obviously can't get together with family at this stage. Um, oh. Why not? We do a virtual hangout. We drink some stout one from Australia, one, from America it doesn't have to be Birmingham County and we'll have a virtual Thanksgiving. And we'll
1: record sounds it and put great. it on air. We'll record it, put it on air. Hey, maybe we'll do it live. Let's get on we can get on Discord. If you want to hop in our Discord, you can you can chit chat with us and we'll drink we'll drink stout with the listeners. Sounds good. Um that sounds fun, huh? All right, start planning for that gang. You got six weeks. Find yourself some stout and chit chat with us on Discord. Um, Tony, I got one last thing to do today. I'm very proud of this, so you have to humor me. Um, this is a little uh, game that I've put together. It's a game we call this, that, or the other thing. And this time I actually have three options for it. So it's a big big change. Big change. I'm actually following the rules of the game. So um, I, I believe we've played this
0: or that before. So this is this, that, or the other thing.
1: You... Yeah, we got three three options for you in the this that or the other thing pile you have to and this is lucky this is a tricky you, one. lucky that
0: you don't charge for this um, game charge me to compete or charge me to produce the content because you could use the bourbon county pricing model and charge twice or three times the price for for 33 percent more work.
1: Hey, you know what? I'm rolling in Bitcoin these days. So I got no troubles, my man. And, and, and you're handing out winners in football. Well, one at one winner, one out of two winners. So uh, we'll take that while we're, while we're at it. So uh, that can, that can serve as your payment. And I think I made like $3 on the crypto market today. I'm, I'm a, I'm Homer Simpson trading the pumpkin stocks or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm rolling in it. um, all right, Tony. So your three options today, uh, and I apologize in advance because this is probably going to be a near impossible game for you. <laughs> um, so, Tony, I am going to St. Louis this weekend. Surprise. Uh, I'm headed down to the, the gateway to the west. The home of Provel cheese. The home of, yes. And to uh, I'm, I got a little Airbnb for a couple of days, going to socially distance with some friends. They have a couple breweries that have high safety. Uh, requirements, so I'm excited for that. But it made me think about all the amazing St. Louis foods that are out there. There are just so many unique food items they have, and it always blows me away. Some of them good, some of them weird, um, some of them mysterious in nature. Um, and uh, I wanted to. All of a sudden, I realized I could whip together something half funny out of this. So your options in this, that, or the other thing today are: is this. Are these things a St. Louis regional food? Are they a beer name, or are they both? Oh, yeah. So so I've got three (laughs) options. Uh Wow. Okay. (laughs) And and, Uh, if you, uh, we're gonna we're gonna lower the bar for you on a very difficult game. I'm a friendly guy. I don't like doing that. So if you can get five out of ten. Right. Okay. I will, we will, uh, we will, um, you'll, you'll just walk off scot-free.
0: And if I don't?
1: But if you get under there, you, of course, have to donate $1 million uh, to, um, I don't know, Sister Jean's Orphanage. Okay. Um, if you remember Sister Jean, the basketball lady. I don't know if you I know do. who that was.
0: I do. Yep. But uh, it's, it's good to know that I've got a friend with some cryptocurrency who can help me reach that donation uh, Of course. Donation it's goal. it's,
1: ex- it's rising exponentially, uh, whatever that means. It was something, they're all exponent. Um, all right. So here's your first one, Tony. These are all, I mean, a lot of these are making me hungry. So here we go. Uh, first one is hot salami.
0: (laughs) Hot salami. That sounds like it could be both because like hot salami is something that's available everywhere. So (laughs) I don't see what's uniquely St. Louis about that. At least in Australia, we can get hot salami. It might go under um, hot suppressor or hot casalinga, or it might break down to a more specific sausage, but hot salami, real thing, Um, real food stuff. But is it both? I'm going to say it's both.
1: You're close. Uh, It is a food. Um, You're right there. um It's... so a hot salami is probably I, when I did this, I did realize this is probably everywhere. Um, but, uh, they do have a very specific, uh, hot salami sandwich that they're famous for at a place called joya's. Um, and I'm going to eat the shit out of it cause it's right by the place I'm staying. And it's big, thick cut pieces of, um, like a, kind of a, like a, I don't know, big salami thing. So I can't wait to eat it. Um, but that's a tricky one. That's a food. Um,
0: now, growing up I was uh, um like Irish through and through in my heritage, so I wasn't the weird ethnic kid, but I was the weird kid that in um year 5 or 6 um in primary school, elementary school for you guys, I would take the salami sandwich to school. Always been big oh my into God, salami. Yeah.
1: I would, I would, I would take this to, I, I wish, I mean, I would take salami to school, but it was like the thin cut lunch meat salami, of course, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'm going to send you a, uh, this will be thrilling for the listeners. I'm sending you a picture of the, the Joya's hot salami sandwich and, uh, it's making me hungry. So, um, yep. So that's a food. Here's your next one. This is a, this one you'll probably, you'll at least maybe recognize as a, at least a unique food. Uh, toasted ravioli.
0: Okay, this is, we know, I'm just not sure whether it's both, but we. I think we spoke about this on a um, previous podcast that we were involved in, or might have even been oh, way back in. Who knows, uh, yeah. <laughs> this ain't our days, but I can I can distinctly remember you talking about this and this is a St. Louis food stuff. Is it also a beer? No, I don't think it is. But it wouldn't surprise me if it was. I'm. I'm. It's definitely a food stuff. Uh, sounds unique. I want to try it. I'm not sure whether I would love it or hate it. But it sounds intriguing. It is a food stuff, and only a food stuff.
1: All right, Tony. I would like to thank the good folks at Earthbound Brewing Company for oh, doing awarded work and making a toasted ravioli beer. Uh, it sounds awful. Don't want it. Uh, has toasted ravioli in it can't be good Um, but there's a t-rav beer Um, another thing that i'm excited to eat are the t-ravs it's just this game is just me getting hungry so um that one's both uh apologies tony fooled you here's your next one brain sandwich
0: see this this if this was coming out of somewhere like new york okay that that could be a foodstuff um it could also be a foodstuff coming out of st louis i don't know about their awful tradition though mm-hmm.
1: um and i'm not sure yeah, they got the- some awful traditions i think the cardinals and whatever sorry i couldn't come up with anything better than that
0: <laughs> um but i i just don't see how that works as a sandwich textually i think this is a beer and a beer only because i don't think it works as a foodstuff
1: Oh, Tony, this is a food. It's only a food. Great Brain Sandwich for B. is a food. Um, could not find a beer named Brain Sandwich. I was surprised I didn't find a beer named Brain Sandwich. Um, felt like another half beer. Felt like a hazy IPA Brain Sandwich. Might make it myself. I mean, I don't know. But Brain Sandwich is a food. It's. Um, I've actually seen it made on Bizarre Foods, in fact, with, with Andrew Zimmern. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, they got the brain sandwich. Like, that's a food.
0: Okay, you've seen it made. Can you remember, was it like breaded and fried? Is that how they did it?
1: It is. Okay. It is, yeah. It's breaded and fried. Um, I didn't think about that.
0: That That's the only way it could have been done.
1: Spoiler alert, he loved it, of course. So,
0: <laughs> so that just means it was probably really weird tricks. Texturally, he, he's big into yeah, he'll, like, he'll rubbery and
1: yeah, yeah, he'll eat all that weird stuff. The only thing he doesn't like is durian, right? I mean, that was, that was what yeah, he didn't like he's like, it tastes like walnut custard. I'm like, mmm, I want that sounds good to me. I don't, I don't know, I would love to eat walnut custard. That sounds great. Um, all right, next one, Tony. This one is uh, Provello is the name of this one. Provello, <laughs> is this a
0: beer? <laughs> hey. Homage to Provel cheese, or is this the brand name of Provel cheese? Uh, and you've just been calling it,
1: or is it just a weird, or is it just a beer name? In fact,
0: well, that's, that's what I'm thinking. It, it's one, or it's not both, unless there's a specific dish made with Provel cheese. Mm. I'm gonna say this is a beer, and I don't know what.
1: You're right, it's a beer. Provello is a beer. It's some Italian pilsner that is some brewery made. Um, I typed Provel into Untapped, and this came up and I thought that was a good one. So, Provello is a beer. Congrats. You got one. You're on the board, I'm Tony. I'm on the board. Don't
0: need to um, deck myself and run around the pool table.
1: Now, here's your next one. Oh, sorry. What do you got?
0: Do you have that rule in, in pub pool if you don't sink a ball that you have to? yourself and run around the pool table?
1: Tony, I am so bad at pool and have so little coordination over my arms and, and the, and the cue that I've really just avoided it my (laughs) whole life trying to play pool in a bar. Um, just that, that it's too, um, it's too much. I can't, I can't manage the, uh, the pool cue. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not good at it. I'm I don't know why. I don't know what, I don't know what it is about me. Uh, my arms are long enough. I'm tall enough to do it. All the, all the parts are in the right place. You know, um, you know, insert a joke about, I can't handle a big stick. You know, I get it. Okay, fine. But maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe you're right. If you're thinking that, I don't know. Um, but I'm not, I'm not good at it. And I've, I don't know what people do. Maybe I don't, I've never seen anyone when they miss a shot, but, uh, who knows? I I like that rule though. (laughs) Uh, here's your next one, Tony. Gooey butter cake.
0: Oh, you son of a bitch. How are we meant to get this one right?
1: Oh. I don't know. I, that's when I wrote this. I was like, this is just trouble.
0: <laughs> this, this is like, oh, this could be both, but it could be one or the other. Oh, it could be this, that, or the other thing. Great name for the game. Mm-hmm.
1: That's the trick.
0: Gooey butter cake definitely sounds like a dessert. Would be, be a big fan of this. Could only have a tiny slice. Is it also a dessert stout? I'm going to say no, it's just a food.
1: You're right, Tony. Um, Yes. And you're right on sort of a half technicality in that there wasn't a beer specifically named Gooey Butter Cake. There are gooey Butter Cake inspired beers. I'll take it. They are not named that. As per the rules of the game. So you got to, you're doing, you're on a roll here. Here's your next one. Isn't that three? Uh, which other one? get Salami, right?
0: Oh, so it's just the Pro Provello and that one.
1: Provelo and gooey butter cake. Yeah. Uh, yep. Sorry. Who's betting on this? Is there anyone out there who really cares? I don't know. Really? <laughs> you're trying to save the million bucks. I get
0: it. I don't want to donate uh, to any sort of good Samaritan.
1: Yeah, that is is a sucker's gig, isn't it? Um, The next one you got, Slinger.
0: Slinger. Oh, this, it's a great um, description of a bowling action in cricket. There are Slingers in cricket. Uh, So I could see it being a beer style, like like a summer sour pale ale. Um, but what sort of food stuff would that be? I'm going to say that's a
1: beer. Tony, unfortunately, it is both. Um, a slinger is a beer. So you got, I mean, you're half right. But, um, the food is a, uh, sort of a super hangover food of like potatoes and eggs and cheese covered in chili Mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, it's a, it's a big late night item. Uh in St. Louis. And if, I mean, if you're from St. Louis and I know there are St. Louisans who are listening to the show, sure. You can correct me on what it specifically is in a slinger, but it has some component of all those things. So that's a slinger. Um, you're two for, you're two for six. You need a little run here. Uh, here's your, uh, and I did want to go back and describe gooey butter cake, gooey butter cake. If you, have you ever had, you, have you ever heard of gooey butter cake, Tony?
0: I have not. It sounds delicious though.
1: It it is, it's just cake, but like if you accidentally added two extra sticks of butter, it the texture, Paul, Paul Hollywood would lose his shit at the texture of this cake. It just tastes like uncooked cake kind of, um, it's just so buttery, um, and sweet. It's a tooth. It's a toothache for sure, but it is for like three or four bites. You're loving it, and then at the end of that, like, we get this thing away from me. Um, I'm, I'm shocked it hasn't been dumped into a stout yet. It's only a matter of time. All right, next up, Tony. The, the this is Liberty Sandwich.
0: Liberty Sandwich. Now you would think that this hands down is a foodstuff, but I don't think so. I think this has beer written all over it i can almost see that the can it's a red white and blue can um, it's like a hop sandwich it's a beer
1: nailed it wow and nailed it tony that is a beer by it's actually by st louis brewing, by four hands brewing it's a stout um with a bunch of adjuncts in it so liberty sandwich is a beer that's a great guess wow <laughs> all right next one Red Hot Riplet.
0: Say that again. Is that riblet or ripplet?
1: It's a riplet. Oh. With a P. Red Hot Riplet.
0: Red Hot could mean anything because you've got red hot sauce, you've got the red hot candies. Uh,
1: yeah, you got the uh, yep, Frank's Red Hot. Yep. Frank's Thick.
0: And I don't know what a ripplet is. This is the confusing part. Is that like a... Dessert sandwich? Is it like a savory barbecue item? Hence, why I thought it might have been riblet. Uh, could I could- R-
1: R- riblet? Riblet is something I used to get in hot lunch when I was a, in Catholic school. It was a little like little like McRib? It was like the it was like the thrown away parts of a McRib.
0: <laughs> what are the thrown away parts of a McRib? Because it's the parts is- that
1: fell on the it's fl- <laughs> the parts that fell on the floor when they were making the McRib was what they what they put into our hot lunch when I was a at- Catholic school child.
0: Uh, we should do a uh, beer and uh, fast food specialty items pairings one day. I wonder what beer would go yes. with a McRib. Has to be a sour ale for sure. Um, yes, yeah, Oh, farmhouse, like it. Um, but this riplet, it it sounds French to me.
1: Um, <laughs> the replay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm I'm. Don't know why I'm saying this, but I think this is a food stuff.
1: Tony, it's both. Um, a red hot riplet is sort of like a barbecue chip um, from the from old Vienna in St. Louis. It's from. It's like a. Are you familiar with like chips at all, Tony? Or Utz or, um, any of the regional chip brands like that. Vintners. No, um, I'm not. Sandboy? Now you've no idea what I'm talking about. Um, it's just like a regional chip. So there's all these, all the regional beer went away in like the 1900s, right? We had all these yep. re- big regional breweries, your old styles, all this stuff. I don't know if you ever checked that out, but you're like Utica club or whatever. And I, some of those I are back now, but yep. Um, but the chip brand stuck around. So all your like little chip and nut companies are still sort of hanging on in the midst of the biggest companies in the world, like Lay's and ConAgra and stuff. So you still have Vintners. You still have all these little chip makers in different parts of the country, great lakes, so on and so forth that make more maybe gourmet or more regional taste or whatever. Zaps is well known in new Orleans. They make all the chips for like pot belly. They have the good jalapeno chips. Um, Red Hot Ripplets are in that category. Um, And God save them, Earthbound Brewing, which made this game happen pretty much, made a Red Hot Ripplet um, Gosa. Oh, I like that idea. It's like a, like I said, it's like a bar. I mean, someone from St. Louis is going to yell at me, but it's like a barbecue type taste if you've had a barbecue chip like that sweet. Yep. You know, you guys probably have like the old, I don't know, you'd have all dressed or like some that is whatever that's the Canada people is not all dressed, but, um, so you, you got this like barbecue chip and, uh, they have the seasoning for the chip you can buy separately. And I don't know if they put the seasoning or if they put the whole chips in this, but they need a go. with the hot, with the hot ripplets. So, um, that's a, that's both. And it's crazy. So uh, you need these last two to save yourself the, the million. All right. This one's going to be up. There is one of my favorite things. Uh, and it's, uh, this one is um, this next one is f- floor speedies
0: This is floor neither,
1: speedies
0: is that is that a neither. fourth option? It's neither bee nor a food stuff.
1: I'll <laughs> I'll only point out that this made me think of a moment in TAI history that may have gone away uh, into our from our memories, but I remember very clearly from. Uh, floor pizza, if you recall, floor pizza.
0: Floor pizza, At all 20? steak. Yeah. Yep, I yeah. remember so
1: those So there is two. floor pizza, but these are floor speedies.
0: What is um, a Speedy?
1: I imagine it's if- spelled. Just so you know, it is. I, I want to be clear on this, so because you don't think it's so you don't think it's like a car. It's uh, S-P-I-E-D-I-E-S.
0: I have no idea what country this would come from i can't imagine why this would be named for a beer so like Provel cheese makes no no sense to me so this is the only reason i I can't see a beer can with floor speedies on it um this is a food
1: tony this is a beer um unfortunately it is a um I actually, I, I lost the, um, for some reason I didn't keep the untapped profile up. This is from the North brewery to hazy IPA. And it's called four speedies and North brewery is not from St. Louis. It's from like Binghamton or something, um, New York. (laughs) So I don't know, uh, (laughs) How this happened, but <laughs> there is a well-known Italian food in St. Louis called Spadini, and it's a food in Italy too, I'm sure. But you see the Spadini everywhere in in on the Italian district of St. Louis, the Hill, or in Italian parts of the city. It's just like a kebab, you know, with a bunch of marinade and stuff on it. But yeah, Flor Speedies is a beer, um, and I guess Speedies are a food in New York. I don't know, whatever. But, um, again, you can take a guess at what I did to get this. I typed Spadini into, um, untapped the untapped box. And this came out. So Four speedies, uh, go right up there with floor pizza and parking lot steak into, uh, weird things you could eat. So last one, Tony, this is it. Um, this one's the prosperity sandwich.
0: Prosperity Sandwich.
1: Prosperity Sandwich.
0: Again, I could see this as a beer can, but in this case, it's just on the nose enough to be both. I think this is both a food item and a beer. Uh,
1: sorry, Tony, this is a food only. Ah! Uh, Tony, yeah. Or- yep. So you, you end up 3 out of 10. Prosperity sandwich, Tony. Uh, I was not familiar with this till actually today um, when I was looking up just all their foods. <laughs> Gee, I sandwich. really stood
0: a chance with this game, didn't I?
1: <laughs> no, I knew you didn't. I, I knew you were screwed with this game. Um, I should have made it like 2 out of 10 as the barrier for for the million dollar. But unfortunately, you know, they're, they're already knocking at my door. Sister Jean, she's crying and sobbing. She... The orphans. Oh no! What are they gonna do,
0: Tony? Help us!
1: You know, it's what, that's what's going on. But uh, prosperity sandwich, Tony. I actually love this thing. Um, it's. Are you familiar with the hot brown? Is that an f- item you're familiar with?
0: I'm familiar with it from TV shows. I think like Anthony yeah. Bourdain's. He, yeah, it's like a
1: turk. It's like a turkey sandwich with gravy right. all over it and stuff, yep. and maybe bacon on there. Yep. Um, well, this has all those things, but they also add ham to it. Uh, so it has turkey and ham and bacon and gravy and white bread and all that stuff. So this is a big, this is a big monster of a sandwich. Um, I've never had it there, honestly. I've pretty much had most of these other things, I think, um, except for the beers that are from other parts of the world, uh, except and maybe the brain sandwich I haven't had. But out I've of eaten, th- I've eaten thousands of T-Ravs. So.
0: Out of those foods, what would you say is the standout? must try in St. Louis
1: you gotta eat toaster ravioli the good kind not a bag you know I think we've all had like fried or whatever you bake it out of a bag or something or you have them from a restaurant where they just dump them out of a fruit freezer bag um the good kind are honestly good where they actually make the pasta and then breadcrumb it and fry it I mean it's stupid to do but it's yummy um (laughs) I would highly recommend it um (laughs) And I'm, I actually have not. Uh, it's been years since I had the hot salami, but I feel like that's a standout too. That, so I would definitely get that.
0: Does that have like time. some sort of relish or pickle on it? The hot salami? because that look good? It has like
1: the pepper, the pepperoncini, and the spicy mustard on there. Oh, um, so I'm I'm all over that. And that's all homemade, like salami, and they cut it super thick. So you're uh, you're feeling good after you eat that sandwich. Like taking it lying down, taking a. Little, Little nap, although your heart's beating at like three hundred beats per minute. So good luck with it. Um, Red hot ripplets are good too, by the way. So um, I'll bring some home. I'll snack on them while we while we try to record the show and chomp on some chips while we do it. Uh, Tony, uh, that was a good a good effort, but the uh, the million dollars is you know it's like uh, it's like Monopoly. It's just leaving your pocket out of the air and into uh. uh into the into Sister Jean's pocket where she's running off and buying some convection ovens from QVC. And that's it. Um, so that's the show. Uh, what do you got on that, Tony? We're done. What do you think of that game?
0: I, I love that game, but I didn't stand a chance. I can't wait to no, you were screwed. have you visit other um, unique food areas of America and, again, trick me with, with this, that, or the other thing. Or the other thing again, if you really start expanding on this game.
1: The four, the five, five different things. There's 10 <laughs> items and you have to choose from 10 different things they match to. Um, and they can all be both of each other. Uh, so good luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, gang. Uh, you guys can email us. Uh, we're at beer engine show at gmail.com. You should email us. I think I said some things earlier to email me about. I Can't remember them for the life of me. So, Tony, you remember any of the things I said to email us about? Nope. Yeah. Try, listen back. Go back to minute like eight, and I said some stuff. So go check that out. And just listen through the whole thing again. That's fine. Um, hey, peep us out on Instagram. Uh, we're at Beer Engine Pod. Uh, probably put some more pictures up. Maybe I'll try to take some pictures in St. Louis if I remember, or I'm too, or if I'm sober enough to do it. We'll see. I get to walk everywhere this time, though. So that'll be good. Um, where else do people get a hold of us? Check us out on Twitter. Not a lot going on there because uh, I'm stupid. So, but we are <laughs> Beer Engine Pod on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Untapped. That should be a popular place to find us. We are drinking beer all the time. I'm Griff AD. Tony is at St. Ma's on Untapped. I think that's every way you can locate us. Hey, like and subscribe on the podcast things the feeds whatever you're doing like subscribe review us yeah tell us tell us we did a good job tell us we did a bad job i don't know i'm kind of curious if you would go on there just to tell us how much we sucked but hey whatever it's a it's a review we have one next to the one star we have so that'd be great tony any last words
0: um you know i normally come up with something quippy but i've got nothing Although, out of the uniquely Australian... Sister Jean's,
1: holding, Sister Jean's holding the dagger to your throat. It's hard, it's hard to come up with something good.
0: Well, I, I did. I was just thinking out of the Australian um, fast foods, what would be the best floor fast food? And it would have to be the potato cake.
1: This is this is not a long story, so I'm just going to hack it out in my last word segment here. But um, I did bring home from New York City... Uh, for my wife a sandwich that I had gotten earlier in the day I got a I got a sandwich from a pork store that was recommended by a f- well-known famous guest host of this podcast Prime Malika, told me to go go to this specific uh, pork store place and get this Italian sub with fresh mots and I somehow hauled it home without anyone getting food poisoning um, on the floor of an airplane so I think I think Kelly, has had maybe the best floor food item of of all of us. All right. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Later.